You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Thank You for Your Servers, a show which looks at the tech news of today, but from a libertarian perspective. Now here are your hosts, Thaddeus and Gary. Hey, everybody. Thank you for logging back in with Thank You for Your Servers. I'm Thaddeus Preston, a.k.a. Nick Way, and joining me as always is my brother from another mother... Gary, Gary, Gary Guthrie, how you doing, man? It's been a while, man. It's been a while. It ain't been weekly. I am, I'm, I'm exhausted. We, I spent all night with my daughter at the uh, not scary farm and uh, got home about two in the morning. So, uh, man, we'll we'll get through no, this. No, no, yeah, I think we have more than <laughs> enough coffee and kratom and water and all these other things that we'll need to stay, stay uh, focused and give you at least. Is it unfortunately it's not weekly rants anymore? It is now. Hey, let's just rant about something from time to time. Uh, between myself and Gary, we've had some you know personal and professional things going on that is kind of it's kind of preempted us from kind of recording on a regular schedule. But we promise we're gonna get back on track. This and other podcasts are brought to you by Make Liberty Great Again, the network of podcasts that give you. All your needs from a liberty perspective. And this is, thank you for your service once again, giving you our take on a couple of stories from the liberty perspective, kind of, sort of. But, you know, let's get started, all right? So, we're going to start with WeWork, man. From IPO darling to on the verge of bankruptcy in six weeks. <laughs> this is the, uh, this is, yeah, this is kind of the, uh, the, uh, the, the just, uh, the, the, the summary that uh, I guess the business insider uh, report talking about like WeWork's kind of really nightmarish descent from darling to, yeah, like, the, I think they're actually announcing um, some layoffs. Uh, the CEO who, who originally went on the roadshow for the IPO, a guy by the name of Adam Newman, has stepped down as CEO. Um, people have picked apart their S1. People have looked at their books, so to speak. And what they're running into, what they're really seeing based on the S1 was conflicts of interest, mismanagement. Um, you know, investors just, one particular investor just kind of throwing money at the company and having abject faith in this Adam Newman character. But he was really giving the he was really giving um the ipo uh i mean he was a liability when it came to the ipo there was a whole lot of uh stuff in the s1 that showed double dealing um you know he owned the trademark to we uh he renamed the company from we work to we and then he's and then he basically charged the company for copyright on the name that he or trademark on the name that he owned um that's kind of shady uh, he has been taking uh, loans against the his shares based on the $47 billion valuation they had pre-IPO or, or in, in private markets. Um, as the S1 moved through uh, its due diligence process, as we moved from the IPO you know, valuation process to the roadshow, that valuation quickly dropped from $47 billion as a projected IPO to $20 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then, you know, um, I, I think uh, Business Insider goes through a, kind of this litany of all the things that were leading a lot of investors to not have a whole lot of faith in the IPO. Um, investors, reporters, analysts uh, kind of had uh, flashbacks of uh, Theranos, Theranos. And if you don't remember what Theranos was, it was this um, marketing bonanza with a very uh, charismatic and slightly attractive female IPO, who uh, female CEO, who was, I guess they were coming up with a new blood test that was supposed to use less blood to do all these types of tests and stuff like that. And they signed deals with Walgreens and stuff like that. And to come to find out that the technology was was vaporware and that this particular charismatic and cute CEO was uh, was a fraud uh, and a pathological liar. Um, and then, of course, after uh, Uber's IPO was less than stellar, um, these things are the backdrop for why analysts really, really looked and combed through this S1. And I listened to many podcasts and read many like kind of breakdowns of the S1. And there were just things that were just – because I didn't understand a lot about the S1. The big things I understood about the S1 is they owned a lot of real estate around the world. And they were had these very long leases. And they, they own tens of billions of dollars of some of these of these real estate it, it just it's we work was like hey we're a real that basically they were a real estate investment trust a real estate investment company that subleased out and they just happened to have this very this 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 vision of uh of the shared workspace and i give them props with that right yeah. we discussed that in the in our more previous episodes where like it was like i get the vision right it but it, right let's, let's, let's get the, don't get it twisted it was a real estate company that provided shared workspace for technology startups. That's that's was the key. And well, when they sell it, but when you sell it as a lifestyle or a as a you know a culture shift or yeah. whatever, it, it it takes on a, a different kind of life and really kind of disassociates it from the human experience. I think, and um, you know, a couple <laughs> a couple of that I wasn't aware of his uh, his uh, copyright dealings and uh, that kind of shady stuff but uh, yeah you put all that together and it's just a recipe for disaster yeah no i mean he he uh, I, I mean there were all kinds of things so so basically as we go through the process of moving toward ipo and the road show then the sto- then the hit piece stories come out about you know his double dealings and you know his we- his weird relationship with rebecca paltrow <laughs> remember that name who is his wife now um, who's this kind of new age woke type of weird hippie chick? Um, yeah. And then you have the fact that, like, he, uh, you know, he, he smoked a lot of weed in the office. He walked around without shoes in the office. He played loud music. They, I mean, you know, people were just getting, you know, drunk on the job and stuff like that. It was, I mean, and a company grew to like it. it I think right now it sits at like 12,500 employees that will obviously fall uh, as as yep. we move forward. Um, and yeah, it's really it's really kind of starting to puncture holes in a lot of these companies uh, that that were kind of these technology companies that happen to be in the what I call meat space. And you can use that either way m-e-e-t or m-e-a-t right i.e where you're you're right. in this space with human beings and you're combining technology as a as a um i don't know as a, as a as a force multiplier for your ability to like create this lifestyle and we we talked about this 
it was going to be this, it, it, it was betting in the future on this lifestyle business of, if, of the entrepreneur, the freelancer, having a space where he or she can get work done, have a drink, do a con- you know, maybe, maybe sign up for conferences, uh, may, you know, have, you know, maybe have your children taken care of while you're up in your, you know, rented space, you know, doing, you know, you know, working, um, you know, because the big thing is you can always sublease, sublease space, but their value proposition was the technological angle and the lifestyle angle. And the fact that like, y- y- this is ready move in space that you can go into and, you know, um, you know, build this, build your startup. Um, um, yeah. you know, and so like, I get the vision. It's just, they were a, uh, we work is was very uh, ambitious in the concept, but it's in, it had an imperfect messenger. And once it was found that you have an imperfect messenger, it doesn't matter if the business was viable. Which you know, looking at the S one and projections, it wasn't going to be viable for long without without no. the soft bank money no. that was coming in from this hundred billion dollar vision fund. Um, I'm reading in the story. If I'm not mistaken, man, they I mean they were handing them. God, what is it? I mean, look here. Uh, 10.7 in total investing? Yeah, they, they were pledging 10.7 um, billion. Um, so it's crazy. It, 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 and yeah, $2 billion investment. They got a $2 billion investment in January. So, I mean, SoftBank was just tossing money at them. And, um, and then also, if you looked in the S1, that... Um, they were getting, they were going to get even more funding from, I think, Goldman Sachs. If the IPO were successful and they reached their numbers, then they, yeah, Goldman Sachs had pledged billions more um, to add to its coffers. So the IPO was really, they really had no choice with the IPO because they're running out of money. And and right. if I'm not mistaken, the the other story was they were, yeah, they were, they're, they're laying, they're starting to lay people, they're, now that uh, Adam Newman has been forced out as CEO, um, he uh, the new uh, cadre of CEOs and board members are going to start cutting people um, and and try to make this a viable business. Um, is yeah. it too late? I don't know. Um, what is this? Sh- you know, it's kind of it's kind of always a red flag. You know, when some when a company does this and they do kind of it, it, it's almost like it's a hail mary. IPO, yeah. right? You, you don't have a choice. You have to move for. You have to. Well, yeah. Do there's this. investor pressure. There's actual monetary. There's fiscal pressure to do it. Right. Um, and and we saw you know we saw a ton of it with a lot of the startups back in the '90s. You know the with the the whole internet boom. You know a lot of these, particularly entertainment sites that were just launching with insane amounts of money and then absolutely nothing to show for it. But uh, damn it, we're going to go IPO because. <laughs> we have no yeah. choice. We have the to. The VCs are probably forcing the issue. A, um, it's a hot market to so take advantage of it. B, um, yep. we so for for those of our listeners who are younger than the age of uh, twenty, we've been here before. Um, you know, we're yep. you know um, the IPO market did dry up for a little bit because of um, Sorbanes Oxley Enron the dot com bubble. Um, and, and other stuff like that. And so we moved into other areas, um, as e real estate, which was another bubble that burst and, and caused all kinds of havoc. 
And now we're back, now that we've kind of throttled back a lot on a lot of the stuff that's required for IPO now, companies are now starting to come back to market with these IPOs and these crazy ideas. But in light of the fact that there's been a lot of scandals in the past couple of years and a lot of lackluster IPOs in the last couple of years, um, you know, yeah. So now you're starting to see and people actually being taking a um, with a fine tooth comb and going through these filings and being like, well, wait a minute, what what, do you, what are you really? And um, I think Peloton, right? right is, or isn't that like the company where like you buy this very expensive bike with like an iPad attached to it and like you do you you participate in workout videos? Right. You 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 train. Yeah, you train with either a live. I I guess you can train with a live trainer somewhere. I, I don't know, or or a video of a trainer or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I never got that. Um, but it's a billion dollar valuation, and it's a potentially billion dollar IPO. It's like, well, it's a lifestyle brand that happens to use technology. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and yep. those are tougher to take to market. Um, well, you're dealing with you're dealing with you know you're trying to impact a culture change, and you know I I. I give a lot of these companies a lot of credit for doing it because, you know, they some have been successful in the past. But overall, I mean, if you just come up with something innovative, you see the vision and you try to bring it to the the human beings who are going to be consuming it and saying you need to alter fundamentally some of the things you're doing. Yeah. It's not going to be very well received because human beings do not change like that. Right. And like we just yeah, don't. and you and it's and it's tr- trust me, it's nothing. You can't build a long term sustainable business. It's like the entertainment industry or video gaming, right? Like you can make a hit game, but I mean, you the pressure is because it's such a subjective thing. You have to hit all the time. You have to make a hit all the time, and right. you can't do that yeah. in perpetuity. Even Apple's running into this, right? Where that's why Apple has branched out into TV, um, and you know it's do its own streaming service. Uh, it, 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 it Apple right. Music, right? Apple Music is actually still like they still have the studios where they actually do live broadcasts. Um, they still do. All, hmm. I mean, it's just a lifestyle brand at this point that happens to have pretty cool technology and great technology, really behind the scenes that make it all work. Um, Instagram, but Instagram and Facebook and, and to a lesser extent are, 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 are trends, right? I mean, you have to, you have to become the fabric of a society, right? You, you have to create this cultural shift. I think maybe to a certain extent that Facebook and Instagram have done that and Twitter has done that, um, where, you know, there's never going to be really another company that can come in and compete on the, at least the social media layer of it or like the social network uh, aspect of it but yeah like it's hard because when you're in the culture culture business when you're trying to build a lifestyle business which is by which has a heavy cultural component it's tough um and i it think is. we work is is on the right was on the right track with the office space stuff and building within that ecosystem of the office space upselling them on the conferences and training and fitness and, you know, just building this brand where it's like, I am a freelance entrepreneur. I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a contractor on, on hire and I always, I need a space <laughs> to go to 
And if I have kids, I need a place where they can keep an eye on my kids while I'm doing this independent contra- independent contractor thing in a space that's well lit, safe, Wi-Fi. I can eat. I can work out. I can do yoga. I can, you know, I can, this is my new, the, the new office, the office of the 21st century where, you know, you're, yeah. you're that. I get what they were trying to do. They were just an imperfect messenger, kind of like Libra. I under, I like the Libra currency concept. I like, I, I love what they were trying to do. They're trying to go out, you know, we, this is near and dear to our hearts, right? Any competition with the current monetary system is positive. Um, Absolutely. But Facebook is, yep. is an imperfect messenger, particularly right now because everyone's cutting them down. Um, and so, yeah, so right. WeWork is, it, it, yeah, that's 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 a that's a tragedy. Um, they're laying off now. They're you know they're running out of money because this IPO was their hail mary, as you well, very aptly <laughs> said, right? It's it's true, right? Um, and and then the, and then this actually t- t- is a more broader issue that this this latest tech bubble of this whole thing with these unicorns and these valuations and stuff, people were going to. People are going to take up are going to be even in the private markets are going to be much more keen on looking at the books and these valuations and understanding like well you know whatever like and you and it's funny it's like the third party payer problem we have with our healthcare system and education system so to speak it's like you have SoftBank in here with a hundred billion and I think they're going to build they're going to they're trying to raise another fund that's going to be like the same size. So when you have the potential going forward for the next couple of years with these sovereign wealth funds that make up SoftBank of $200 billion just being thrown into the market, forcing <laughs> no market discipline from the companies that receive this money. Um, yep. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's going to distort. Um, and what's going to happen, and I hope what happen, is that SoftBank loses, and, it's, and it actually has, Slack, eh, relatively successful. Um, that they've invested in, but I mean, all Microsoft has to do is just like beef up Teams, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and 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 they're done. Right. Um, you know, uh, oh, what is another company? Oh, they invested in Uber, obviously. Um, Uber, I think, long term works. Um, but what's going to happen is prices have to rise, costs have to be cut. But I think even if you raise prices slightly, Uber's still very, very super convenient. Um. I mean, I used it when I was stuck in Baltimore for five hours. I'm like, well, if I'm going to be stuck in Baltimore for five hours on the way back, I'm just like, I'm going to go Uber out to a place I used to go to 15 years ago that made the best crab cakes I, I find on the East Coast. And um, I Ubered there and round, you know, both round trip, it was like, you know, uh, really, it should have been 30 bucks, but it ended up being 40 because I tipped. But yeah, 40 bucks. Sure. Eh, whatever. You know, just to leave the airport for for three hours instead of sitting in an airport for three hours. Um, yeah. And, uh, I used I used Uber and Lyft for the first time in San Diego a few weeks ago, and um, I know I'm, I'm late to the game with it, but I, I see it now. I understand. Oh, this is, this is useful. Right. You see the value proposition there. And eventually, and eventually they're going to stop yeah. losing money. Um, you know, but we work, I mean, maybe I need to experience, I've experienced co-working spaces and I don't like them. Right. But I don't want to be sitting in an area next to a media influence right, or something annoying right. like that. You know, and then I don't want to have to spend kinda, extra money uh, for a, a private office either. 
right? Um, right. I, I don't know. I get it. Um, and there was potential for this company to do. I mean, because they wanted to do, you know, they wanted to handle travel, hotels. I mean, I, 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 they were, they were trying to build like the gig economy with Airbnb, with like Udacity and like, uh, uh, and, and like TechCrunch because you know they're mainly TechCrunch is mainly known for conferences now, or, or, or even O'Reilly Media, which is known specifically for education and conferences. They wanted to be this, this whole thing. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I get it. God dang it. I, I get it. Um, but yeah, not, not anymore guys. It's, it's, it's over. It's, uh, I hope we work survives. I, 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 I think they were, I, think, I, I, I just, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they're trying to make too big of a change too quick. And I don't know. I, I I don't like it. I it's not for me. Yeah, they of course f- I'm. They feel yeah. You know this old yeah, guy. Well, yeah, we're we're old guys, and we don't you know like like this this we don't like change. <laughs> yeah, get get, get off, off my lawn. My lawn. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I'm having a little technical difficulty here. Like my second monitor doesn't seem to want to respond. Yeah, oh. it's not a big deal. It doesn't really throw too much off, but I also need. I also need to step to my monitor. I with... also need to step my mon- step my monitor <laughs> to be blunt. You know, I should probably do yeah that. stop being cheap and just. But you know, when the podcast money kicks in, eventually, you know, you know then I'll then I'll get. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We're well, we're 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 fully invested in that. I mean, I'm banking on it for my future. I don't know about you. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, oh, no, we uh, yeah yeah firm firmly we will firmly be able to quit our six figure jobs and and do, no fuck no that's that's not gonna happen, <laughs> not at all. Well, all right. So if that's not gonna cooperate, I don't care. I still have a monitor. So next story. Now that we've beaten, we've kind of signed the obituary for uh, WeWork, which I don't know. I still have faith that they might be able to pull something off, but it's not looking good. So the second story is is kind of the is more of the deep dive story here, and, and it's 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 Thaddeus geeking out because I'm this big believer in uh, quantum computing. Um, I think that AI um, and to a certain extent the enabling technologies in the biotech sphere that AI and quantum will enable. Um, I, I I I'm I find this story the most compelling and you're going to have to bear with me for a bit while we, while we run through it and stuff like that. Um, so with no further ado, I really don't like not having my second screen. That kind of sucks. Okay. So quantum <laughs> supremacy. <clears throat> so uh, a recent paper from Google's uh, quantum computing lab uh, announced that the company had achieved quantum supremacy. What do you ask? Is quantum supremacy so? Uh, what is quantum supremacy? <laughs> it's funny, right? Uh, let me go on a complete side note about my because I often rail against uh, PC and woke culture. So um, the, uh, the 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 great uh, quantum uh, uh, physicist by the by the name of John uh, uh, Preskill actually wrote an article in, in quantum magazine um about you know you know what you know you know why i call it quantum supremacy and 
Let me read this from him. Let me read this one paragraph. Right. I'm sorry. We will get back to this. But I, I saw this and it just kind of, you know, it, it, it got, got my dad up. I just got, I hate when I read things like that. So he basically, quote, to quote the article, <laughs> the word quantum supremacy, if not the concept, proved to be controversial for two reasons. One is that supremacy, though it's a, through its association with white supremacy, invokes a repugnant oh political stance. I'm like, oh, oh stop, stop it. Stop right there. Oh my stop God. it, dude. I've had it. <laughs> dude, you came up with the term. Decades ago, like a decade ago, like when this wasn't. Oh God! (sighs) (laughs) Everything's racist. Everything is racist, and everything is dumb. All right. Anyway, so um, (laughs) with that side note, (laughs) thrown aside, right? Oh God, God, it it infects everything. I create a Twitter list just to follow quantum and quantum computing and AI, and every once in a while, something political sneak in. This is like this everything. Have to have to conform to your terrible worldview. <sighs> it's anyway, um, yeah, so annoying. So okay, quantum supremacy uh, uh, describes the point where a quantum computer can do things that a classical computer can't, regardless uh, of whether or not those tasks are useful. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's useful or not. Kind of like you know, kind of like LenPack for supercomputing and stuff like that. Like eh, it just proves you can calculate this fast. Right, you can you can do these many right. operations, whatever. Yeah, that it, it has no direct correlation to a specific problem, but it it's, it's kind of the same thing here. So, so what is you know? I, honestly, I think we should probably give people a, a kind of a primer on what a quantum computer really is. Like a quantum computer is essentially harnessing and exploiting the amazing laws of quantum mechanics to process information. A traditional computer uses long uh, strings of zeros and ones bits. Which you know, you know, which are encoded zeros and ones. A quantum computer, on the other hand, uses quantum bits. Yeah, it's not very, um, not very original. Or qubits. So basically, uh, what that allows, basically, is this very, for certain types of problems, this computational speed up to come to optimize solutions based on a probabilistic. Based on probabilistic, like, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, uh, a probabilistic paradigm of computation, basically. Yeah, is, is is the more mouthful you should say here. So, what had happened was when this story kind of first broke, was uh, so uh, Google has this quantum in AI um, unit or, or or group within within um, Google Labs, so to speak, and. Their uh, Sycamore quantum computer was able to achieve this kind, of, this this benchmark, by solving a complex problem that would have otherwise been impossible for a quantum computer to solve in a, in, um, in its lifetime, uh, and just a, yeah, classical, and a classical computer. computer to solve in its lifetime, uh, right? So they said in just like three minutes and twenty seconds, uh, they were able to basically compute this problem. Or solve this problem that would have taken a classical supercomputer, uh, currently right now the fastest, it, uh, class, the fastest classical supercomputer, unclassified classified uh, uh, classical computer is Summit, which is you know, owned by DOE, and I think it's either in Oak Ridge or Livermore. I'm not, I don't remember, but it said it would have taken that system ten thousand years to complete the same task. 
Um, now, there's a lot of caveats to that. Um, uh, I would, I would, I would ask that you read the paper. It's in the show notes. So it's just funny. It's a funny thing about the paper was this paper got posted because um, Google has been working with NASA for many years on these quantum optimization problems using um, D-Wave is a Canadian company that makes quantum hardware, so to speak. Um, people would argue they don't actually have a quantum computer. It's a quantum annealing device. It's, again, an, opti- an energy optimization device as opposed to like an actual uh, compu- computational device. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. But they've been playing around with these architectures for a very long time. And so NASA preemptively and prematurely released the paper um, and like a lot of major uh, publications like Financial Times, Nature, got a hold of it, published and said this, but then immediately NASA pulled the paper because it wasn't supposed to be published. Um, but, it's but it's out. already out, right? <laughs> um, and so, and you know, it, it, it describes the problem. I'm not smart in physics and not even really, I'm not even that great in computer science, but it was a very... It's not a very useful problem, but the way they did it, it was like it was ran, you know, like random, you know, creating a randomized quantum circuit and getting it to create truly random numbers and something. It was something like I, I don't understand, right? I, I just don't understand. I'm not smart, so I didn't get it. Sure. <laughs> but it, but it, apparently it was they could they only and the only way they could really test it is by taking a subset of that problem and running it on a supercomputer and like you know okay so it validates our results on this subset. And then, so we can ascertain that then if we run the full, whatever, cause it's a 53 qubit architecture, superconducting qubit architecture. Um, that could, that could be a whole nother 15 minutes of explanation, but they were able to then compute this problem and, um, and show quote unquote quantum supremacy. Now, this is only a preliminary result. Um, it will definitely be tested by you know by other groups, simulated by other groups. It will be um, there are other other um, there are other companies that have fifty three seventy two qubit architectures and you know and machines and stuff like that. But these machines are very very hard to architect because you have to be at um, in the millikelvin, i.e. below zero, um, uh, to slow things down. You have to isolate it from as much noise as possible. Um, that you have to have this crazy vacuum. So they're hard machines to build, keep stable. And but people are finding that you can do certain types of problems with these very noisy intermediate quantum um, devices. Um, and they're moving toward building devices that are better isolated from noise. That can maybe operate at room temperatures, but still in a vacuum. And there's tons of startups in that space. There's tons of money going toward the startups. Uh, the Trump administration has, you know, started throwing money at the problem. So this is kind of going to start uh, what is I essentially is not the AI. It'll be equivalent to the AI arms race that and funding race that's going on now. Expect a lot more money to be coming. In. There's already a lot of money going into quantum information startups and quantum computing startups. But like expect a lot more money. To start flooding in, um, yeah, and you know w- what this essentially means is um, why does this matter? Quantum computing is 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 one of those things that is going to help us tackle very 
uh, high dimensional and complex computing problems, particularly when it comes to simulating nature. That's chemistry, that's right. material science, and being that AI is nothing more than statistical optimization, it's going to make a hell of a lot more uh, robust AI. Um, and you're going to be able to solve a lot of, you're going to be able to simulate a lot of real world problems that solves things. That's drug discovery, that's material, again, material science, that's chemistry, that's physics, um, you you know, I mean, everyone, you know, you want to be able to simulate all this stuff. And if you can, and if one can exploit some of the quirkiness of quantum mechanics to do super, you know, that's supervision and entanglement, um, to solve these problems, then, I mean, you know, the singularity is near to, 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 to quote, uh, Ray Kurzweil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I I get a little worried sometimes just because of the unknown and the, uh, you know the, the uh, what would you say the the less than uh, freedom friendly applications of it. You know, you know we're talking about simulating nature and uh, and doing that sort of yeah predictions no. or whatever. You know, are we going to see applications where okay, we're going to simulate human nature and try applying certain um uh how shall i say regulation or law you know to this simulated human society that we've got i don't know maybe i'm going off a deep end on this no there are there, but, no, no these are valid concerns because of not what this particular technology can do but the uh, the technologies the other kind of technologies that it, it accelerates and enables like particularly there's a reason sure. why again like this came out of the Google Quantum AI group right is because they want to mm -hmm. do machine learning and AI and this these optim and that's what these quantum computers will be very very good at is these optimization problems um right and that and that's all machine learning at this stage is and so to me like you just create crazy new methods of machine learning that will inevitably be given to both uh you know uh, nefarious actors and benign actors who can use it to do whatever in this instance i mean you know what's what what's google want to do well, google wants to deliver search more and a, a more uh, i guess personalized search from an optimized point of view, that well, requires they, whatever they want to do. They want to. They want to give you. They want to give you the right Walmart ad. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny. Like yeah, yeah, like all this is like we can cure cancer. We can. You know, we you know, we can build new drugs, new materials, <laughs> or serve you more relevant ads. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and like, there's you know, that's kind of like I look at the march toward technological this. Star Trek, right? As really just, hey, um, if we can create, if we enable this technology, we make AI, and you know, we if we make machine learning better by new hardware architectures. In this instance, there's still conventional hardware architectures that'll get us there. Um, those eventual, those 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 hardware innovations that will make AI and machine learning better will help us then develop better. AI architectures, better quantum hardware and architectures to then feed back into enabling better AI and ML uh, machine learning. 
and then it, it's, it's, it's sort of this right. loop. It's your typical iterative yeah, development. Right. And, and so, yeah. like, to me, it's like, that's, that's the big deal about quantum supremacy, um, which, again, if you, if you read people like um, Scott uh, uh, Aronson, who's, who used to be at MIT, now is at UT, um, if you, you know, the, you know, the people who are not necessarily skeptics, Aaron, and, um, Aronson has always been a cautiously optimistic about the technology, but he's always been like, Hey, look, like, here's what's going on. Right. Here's, you know, when you read these very sensational headlines, he's always been my, um, he's always kind of curbed my enthusiasm when I read certain articles in, um, not so scientific literature and, and, and really in, in taking, um, there's actually this, um, this Twitter account called Quantum BS Detector. It, I mean, it's actually spelled, BS is actually spelled out. And um, they do a pretty good job because um, Archive gets a lot of papers submitted um, in this realm of quantum anything, right? Particularly for for information science and computer science and stuff like that when it came to applying quantum to these problems. And they're pretty good at like calling it if it's a BS paper, um, and so mm-hmm. like, so, but this is a big deal. Even they were just like, nah, this is, this is kind of legit. If, if this can be independently verified and proven, um, it, it is kind of suspicious that the paper got pulled back very quickly, but, um, based on what was released, they might've achieved something very close to it on something that's not ter- on a, on a, something that's not terribly useful, but that doesn't matter. It's a proof of concept. It's a proof right. of concept that moves people in the right direction. And I've always been, I've always been, um, the skeptics have a tendency to be too cynical. And, um, you know, people just like, well, we're never going to be able to develop a true, you know, uh, uh, artificial general intelligence. I'm not so sure. Um, y- y- you know, I, I'm not saying that it's going to be, you know, Terminator-like. Um, there's always that worry. Um, but... Or, or, or desire. I mean, if I were to be taken out by artificial intelligence, I'd rather it be done by a Terminator than, you know, a government with a quantum computer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pick your poison, right? And, and, and it, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I was listening, so I was listening to or watching um, the show that comes on um, out of the Hoover Institute, uh, Uncommon Knowledge. And they were interviewing uh, Peter Thiel, who is now the new villain of Silicon Valley, I guess. It's funny because t- Peter Thiel's homosexual, so I don't understand. Like, doesn't he win any intersectional points? He's an, he's an, he's an immigrant <laughs> and, he's, <laughs> and he's homosexual. I don't, oh, I don't man. understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, how's he a villain? But, yeah, but, but he, only, only because he, has, he supported Trump, like, once. And, 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 oh, well. And, all bets are off now. He's the point. most evil human being in, in the planet. Um <laughs> and, and but he's also very he talks a lot as as one of the he he's one of those he's a different type of libertarian he's probably our type of libertarian where he actually does understand like culture as and the history of things and and he's very he think he thinks very deeply about these things he doesn't you know he doesn't necessarily think that um the trade war with china is a bad thing i mean i think it's a bad thing but he he, he and and he always he always takes this very measured approach to certain things, but he he brought he brought up this one fact about what's going on in Silicon Valley now. It's just like the optimism of the valley that he came to when he came to the valley in the late '80s um, is gone. Like it's just a cynicism. It's dark. 
Like they're developing, like they're actually slowing down developing the technologies because, you know, yeah, maybe they're thinking about them now. But like the optimism, the ability, the wanting to push forward on uh, on these technologies and stuff like that, they, they're, now move, they're now moving very cautiously, optimistically toward these things because they are now thinking about the implications of what they are developing, which is smart, which is fine. But it, hey, it does slow things down. And he's... And, yeah. And that's just something to be. That's well, something sometimes, to be aware of. sometimes slow is a good thing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm learning in my old age that you know, okay, take a step back. Let's 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 look at what we're doing here, and then uh, find some efficiencies within that. It's kind of a kind of a backwards mentality in some ways, but I mean, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I'm more for push, push hard, push fast, push whatever. But yeah, I guess. As it, as it stands, at least someone's thinking about those things. Because for every person like me, there's someone like you. It's like, hey, no, 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 pump the brakes and stuff. Yeah. And, and 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 the two are compatible. And the two are necessary. Um, well, they, compl- they, they complement each complement other. They complement each other. And, it, and that's, a, that's, that's a positive in a way. But, like, yeah, I, think, I, just, I do think, though, sometimes we, too, have a tendency to overthink the negatives. Or always try to think about the yeah, negatives. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that I sometimes agree. slows things down unnecessarily. I mean, when it, in the area, or, when or it, you, or if you, in, you know, if you inject fear into it too, you know, it, it's kind of like, well, what, what's reasonable fear, you know? Yeah. To, to you know, let, let's slow things down, but not because we're afraid of an unknown that's, un, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, there, you there know. are some knowns that are stupid. I mean, yeah, there, there's, there's, I fear, quantum supremacy and the ability for one to build a quantum computer being not in the hands of you know my thuggish government but some other thuggish government around the world right sure um so yeah i yeah there's there's good and bad but i mean focusing more on the good this is we're beginning to achieve or at least move to a culmination of the dream from richard Feynman that we can simulate the real world phenomena using quantum mechanics as a basis and i think these there are going to be more positives than negatives um when it comes to really developing this and i think i think we hopefully we look back on this kind of because this happened over the last uh, three weeks this last three weeks is something quietly culminating in something that you know there have been people working on this stuff for 20 25 years um, and the hardware is getting yeah. better. The engineering is getting better. Um, and then when you bring in the fact that you can actually add machine learning to the control systems necessary to keep these these very fragile states intact long enough to do these very miraculous, multidimensional, complex computational problems, I think moving forward, I mean, it's 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 generally a positive thing. And I I, I and I hope the paper proves. To be mostly true, and I especially hope that then moving forward and that we create great things in that Terminator AI from other regimes around the world that wish us harm. But that's neither here nor there. Um, before I guess before we move on to the cryptocurrency minute, uh, anything else in the tech news? You know. Uh, that you've seen that have been interesting, that have been thought provoking, or whatever, or or have you just been too busy living life? Uh, 
I well, not just living life, but going through you know security audits and uh, and things like this that are just kind of a nightmare in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had um, a long. I, I allowed you to rant very long, and very hard about the <laughs> about about your. Yeah. Because how long has that been going on? Well, it's every year, and uh, we've been engaged with this one for the last Oof. month, month and a half. And um, just just for those of you out there who are you know not familiar with these kinds of audits, basically a third party comes in and it just it, they get down to your nittiest, grittiest detail of operation and require proof of every single thing that you're doing and. It, it for me personally it's a hassle because um I, I work for a very small company and they're kind of trying to apply very large company best practices to us that don't apply so a big part of this is not okay it, it, it's not a matter of i don't like what you're giving to me it's that it's not right sized for what we're doing and it doesn't give us any value for what we're doing you know but because it's on a paper and because it's been blanketly accepted that you will do this they're saying no you don't have a choice you have to comply with this particular regulation or whatever that we're we're mandating on you and anyway i i'm not going to bore anyone with uh, the rant that i went on earlier but uh it's been a struggle and from a technology standpoint you know there when someone throws a requirement at you that you have to restrict uh the use of a particular type of device or whatever that your company depends on, um, it, it really shakes things up. And uh, that, that's been my world for the past, you know, month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that, I feel for you, bro. I feel for you. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I deal with other, I don't deal with those types of issues as much anymore, but yeah, I can, I can definitely see where that would be frustrating. It's frustrating. It, it you know, it, it I don't want someone coming into my garage telling me the screwdrivers must be in this drawer. No, my screwdrivers go in this drawer in my toolbox. Yeah. And leave me alone. <laughs> it works the, the same either way, you know. But that's in a sense what they're trying to do to us. And um, But anyway, I'll get through it. Like you said earlier in the uh, pre-show, that's why they pay us the big bucks, this right? That's true. That's why they pay us the big bucks to, to, to comply with... To comply with what our betters and or overlords tell us to do, so yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh well. Well, I'm not going to complain about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Or, I mean, <laughs> as long as the checks keep cashing, right? I mean, you know, um, that's hey, keep it, keep, keep it, coming. it coming, and I'll I'll deal <laughs> with it until such time as I plots. All right. Well, well, if, if nothing else, then let's get to the cryptocurrency minute. And uh, yeah, we'll start at number five here, uh, Litecoin, which is. At 53.71, that's down 4.01%. Next up is Bitcoin Cash. That is at 218.69. That is down 1.23%. XRP Ripple is at 25 cents currently as we speak now. That is up 0.06%. Ethereum is at 170.32, down 2.12%. And the granddaddy of them all, Bitcoin, on a bit of a slump lately. And that is $7,839.42. That is down currently 1.38%, but it's been down uh, at least three grand over the last, over, over the last, since the last time we talked about it. Um, it's been a bit of a, a cryptocurrency uh, bear market here for, for the past month. 
um, based on numerous um, probably stories and stuff like that that we should probably maybe explore in future episodes. But yeah, currently, uh, generally been a down market here for the past month for cryptocurrencies. So anyway, that's the Cryptocurrency Minute brought to you by Coinbase. Final thoughts. Final thoughts from me? I don't know. Yeah. Why not, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I've talked too much this episode personally, so I don't know. I've got I've got I've got I've got so much going on today. My daughter's here from uh, Colorado visiting from school and uh, got to spend some time with her this weekend, so I'm going to look forward to maybe jump in the jacuzzi in a little bit here and have a margarita. <laughs> Or something. Yeah, and <laughs> as for me, I intend uh, on switching from coffee and water to beer. I've been gone uh, because I had a slight family emergency, and uh, and I'm glad to be back in the land of entrapment yeah, or enchantment. Uh, it's balloon fiesta time, so you know there's balloons floating all over the place, and um, and fun. then uh, yeah, uh, I've probably gravely injured myself because I'm limping around the house. Um, so I'm going to probably have to go, I brought up, I'm going to probably going to stop self-medicating and like go and see like a professional and figure out what the hell I did to my left ankle. Um, but other than that, man, um, yeah, just chilling, uh, binging on Netflix, hanging out with the family, went to go see the Joker movie last night with the wife. Eh. And you didn't get shot? No, no. Uh, luckily I survived. Uh, I specifically went to a small town theater because, one, I wasn't really excited about the movie. I just wanted to see it. Um, and two, yeah, I didn't want to get shot. Um, so, yeah. I, <laughs> isn't it amazing how, like, the tech press in particular – it's just funny how, like, the crappy stuff from the press leaks into the tech press a lot. And um, you're just like, yeah, there's going to be incels shooting up places and stuff because this movie speaks to them. This is like, yeah, or no one's going to do that at all. Uh, right. <laughs> we're, you know, box office. Yeah, we got the box office numbers in. Had a pretty good weekend. A lot of people went. I mean, it's October. No one really goes to the movies in October. Um, and yet it had a pretty good month. Uh, had a pretty good uh, opening weekend. I mean, it was aight. Um, if it wasn't for Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, it would have been a terrible movie. Um, that performance alone, yeah, mm. that, that, that guy's going to win an Oscar. Um, or at the very least get nominated. Um, that That was just... An amazing performance. Even the wife who hated, who didn't even like the movie either. But she's like, yeah, but, you know, she was like, Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. And so, and so, yeah, just go see it just for his performance. And it, trust me, you probably won't get shot. So don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just, that was, that's my recommendation. <laughs> well, 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 thanks for that. Um, I appreciate and, it. And, and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, other than that, guys, this has been Thank You for Your Servers. Um, hey, we're going to try to work in the coming weeks on a Thank You for Your Servers Twitter account. Um, maybe you should talk to your son about helping us out with a Thank You for Your Servers Instagram account. Since if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Guthrie's son is quite the Instagram um, 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 uh, uh, celebrity. And he's up yeah, and coming. He's, he's up and coming. It, he's yeah. it, he'll probably be making it rain before we do with our lowly little tech tech ish podcast. But yeah, we well, I'll, I'll give him a little shout out here. He's at Andrew underscore tries underscore water. And um, 
he and his drama friends from school have put together this show, which um, is surprisingly entertaining <laughs> uh, and, and raw. So um, he, he has a lot of followers in international areas. I mean, it's not huge, but it's getting there. Um, the exciting thing now, of course, he has merchandise that they're uh, pre-selling to students at his school. So, uh, yeah, he's making more money on this than uh, we are, Thaddeus. <laughs> which is why we need to get with him because, like, we got to – we got to get our Instagram game up. We got to get our uh, Twitter game up. Actually, I thank you for your service. Twitter account would be amazing. Uh, we'll we'll probably talk offline with Cam and Ryan about that, the producers, and see if yeah, let's, let's do that. If we can get yeah. that get that started. Um, yeah, so I'm at Nick Way, and uh, what's your handle again, my friend? At at Liberty and Brews. Yeah. We're, oh yeah. Um, remember, I guess before we left, we were going to attempt a. We need to do a kind of a off episode, you know, not an official episode, but a kind of off episode about brewing tech um, from the yes. from the uh, from the microbio, you know, from the microbiotech level to like, you know, just equipment and, you know, and technique, you know, technique and equipment that help make techniques more uh, efficient, more consistent and stuff like that. Still yep. thinking about that episode. We'll have to play around with it. Also, we had a request right. a long time ago to do an episode about like 5G. I think this is probably before you joined the cast, um, but we should probably think about that because that's another enabling technology that's kind of, it's not quantum computing. It's not artificial general intelligence. It's not, you know, uh, what's the other one? I mean, a, I mean, AR, VR stuff, at the, you know, which is kind of, you know, in the near term future, but like, like now 5G is a thing. And we're really starting to deploy it um, um, in, in a lot of markets and stuff like that. And so I got to kind of give the pros and the cons of the technology and to debunk the myths that it's killing people or will kill you or will help the government read your mind. Um, you know, that's, yeah, I've heard it all. Hey, like, like, like I've said earlier, you know what, if it gives me a brain tumor faster and takes me out quick, <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah, no, yeah, you're funny. You're like, you reach that age of no return where it's just like, eh. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm on a downslope, so I don't yeah. really just give me the future. Just I, give I got, me the future. I got, yeah, I got my affairs in order. I got my life insurance in place. So, uh, uh, just give me some fun times before I go. <laughs> and on that dark and morbid note, again, that has been hey, <laughs> all right. for your servers. <laughs> all right, uh, we're out. Uh, peace. See ya.